sometimes we wrestle with things as business owners yeah in our mind on a nightly basis and so it, it just becomes common sense to us like yeah right. obviously this is the way it is because right. i spent 50 hours exactly. mulling over this this last exactly. week and employees are kind of sitting on the the outside like i wonder if i'm gonna have a job next week or yeah. i wonder if if josh or tony thinks that we'll be in business next year based on mm-hmm. all the changes that are about to happen so i think it's it's more important now than ever to to be communicating with employees Hey, everybody. Welcome back to an exciting episode of the No Easy Way Out podcast. My name is Tony, and we are coming to you, as always, from the beautiful armory in downtown Owasso, home to our company, AZ Business Solutions, where we help grow your brand from A to Z. At AZ Business Solutions, we take a 360-degree approach toward success. We look at your whole business, evaluating all the options that will work for you and recommend the best integrated strategies to give you the greatest return on your investment. Custom websites? Check. Social media strategy? Check. Compelling video content? Double check. That's a double check. (laughs) (laughs) AZ will help you discover the latest strategies for helping your business get discovered online and convert more leads. Wow, Jordan, did you just come up with all that stuff like off the top of your head? I did, you know. That's amazing. You really know this company. I'm impressed, man. I love this company. That is amazing that you thought of that just off the top of your head. It didn't even look like you were reading. So, you know, people that work here, they just know our company so well they can rattle off stuff like that. And so, Jordan, great job on that. So, guys, this is exciting. Season three, episode one. How do you feel about that? feel great yeah i'm pumped let's go it's exciting yeah we're we're in a little bit of different room today we're trying something new here at the you know as we've said soon coming soon uh, a brand new az uh, i'm not sorry a brand new no easy way out podcast studio we're excited about that so we're testing out a few things today but we are excited to bring you season three this is something we've been talking about for a little while and uh we couldn't think of a better guest to bring on for our first episode of season three uh josh willard welcome to the show josh thanks for having me tony and uh that's a big uh cliff to jump off of right there so <laughs> i appreciate you setting me up for failure from the get-go now josh you're one of our like one of our only fans and so you know you've told us that you've watched a few episodes and that makes us feel really good about that we appreciate that i have not watched a single episode listen. i am totally podcast i've listened to every single episode really um, as somebody who's kind of new to the community i uh grew up in jackson live in Fowlerville, and then I've only been in Owasso since we moved the business here in 2009. It's been an awesome opportunity for me to meet some of the people kind of virtually and without them knowing through yeah. the podcast. And so it's given me an opportunity to kind of reach out to them and be like, hey, I heard you on the, the uh, podcast. I'd love to talk with you about uh, what you talked about on the podcast. It's been a really good opportunity for me to make connections with some of the people in our town that I wouldn't normally have a, a chance to rub shoulders with. So it's been cool that way. And I've listened to every single episode. That's amazing. No, we appreciate that. And that's exactly why we do the podcast is to kind of connect people in our our community and also helps us connect with people that we don't always get to do business yeah. with and so you're with josh's frogs and i think jordan you were telling me you know a little something about josh's frogs yeah yeah today's episode is actually brought to you by josh's frogs. oh wow josh's frogs is an online specialty pet store specializing in exotic frogs lizard uh pet bugs plants and plants wow yeah. and their mission is to connect people with nature by making it easy to keep these kinds of pets through amazing customer support 
and a library of how-to guides and videos. Their animal breeding facility is located in Owasso, Michigan. O-Town. Yep, and allows hundreds of thousands of people to experience nature in their home without having to take wild-caught animals out of the wild. Josh's Frogs also supports conservation through grants made possible through animal sales. Wow. I mean, Jordan knows a lot, man. That's amazing. He knows all about you, too, apparently. Yeah. apparently He's really studying yeah. up on these companies here. <laughs> That's amazing. So we are really excited to learn more about Josh's Frogs, and we've gotten to know a lot about you guys over the last couple of months, and we're excited to learn more. But, Josh, I don't know if you remember this, but you and I actually met – on the basketball court. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do remember you embarrassing me on the basketball court. So. Uh, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I usually embarrass myself on the basketball court these days. Well, listen, I, I, I usually, my strategy when I get on the court is I look for the guy that's similar in age and athletic physique, <laughs> and I think, I want to guard that guy because at least he's going to get tired as quickly as I do. Of course, you did it. You were in much better shape than I was, and uh, you got a good post game, so... <laughs> Yeah, you were wearing me out in the post there. I have, I appreciate that. And then uh, I noticed that you took me outside the arc and then uh, hit a few threes right in my face. And then I think my team actually ended up switching. So they yeah. said, hey, Josh, move to somebody else. It's a little bit slower and it doesn't have as good a shot. So. Well, that's all I got. I figured if you play from three-point line to three-point line, it's a lot less running. That's true. So I just found a way to not wear myself out so much. It's about 40 feet less every trip down. Right. And they say the last thing to go is your jump shot. And mine's almost gone. So I, I don't know. I, I You know, those who can't play coach. And so I coach now and I actually played for Josh's Frogs basketball team back in 2020. We were having a great season. I think we were undefeated, right? And then the pandemic hit and we didn't get to carry out that, that championship, you know, uh, road to success there. The March madness victory we would have had, we would have been on the front page of the Argus and we missed that opportunity. We did, but uh, hopefully this next, uh, this next year they'll be back up and running and we can uh, reclaim our glory. We have to, before we're too old to play again. I'm going to have to work on the, uh, the jump shot. I definitely put on the COVID like forty, and so you and uh, me both. <laughs> so hopefully, I know what it feels like to shoot a basketball again. But yeah, if that happens, I may need a bigger jersey. So <laughs> we can make that happen. All right. Well, Josh, why don't you tell our audience, tell our our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? That's a big question with a very long answer. So uh, right now we're here in Owasso, Michigan. Um, we're currently on Elm Street in the old casket factory. So we've got five-story brick building. We're uh, breeding frogs, lizards, pet bugs, and uh, growing plants uh, for the pet industry. And so we've been doing it since 2004. It started in my apartment bedroom, which is a kind of a crazy story to talk about. <laughs> no kidding. And uh, we're currently expanding out to uh, Durand. So we're in the process of uh, moving our shipping from here in Owasso to, out to Durand. Oh. And then going to use our current facility uh, to expand on our breeding facility. So Okay. So you guys, I mean, I remember when I heard about you guys, I actually was working for the Comstock Inn, and there were people... Our school, I think, had actually done a little tour, and I hadn't heard much about it. But I, then I started hearing people talk about how big this thing was. And uh, your company, I mean, you, 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 you describe it modestly, but you got a pretty big operation over there. How many employees do you have working for you? Uh, right now, we're about 110 employees. And That's amazing. just another plug, we're currently hiring. We have 14 openings, so if anyone's oh, looking yeah. for a job. Where can somebody go apply? So you can do that right on our website, or if you just go to Indeed, where everybody's finding jobs nowadays, okay. and just search for Josh's Frogs and be able to Did find Did you say it. 14 openings? 14, yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, that's incredible. That's amazing. So Josh, fourteen people at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it's re- it's really difficult to hire fourteen no people kidding. at a time. <laughs> what are you looking for in a candidate? Why don't you tell our audience? Oh, that's a great question. So we do like two types of candidates. One uh, type of candidate is people that love exotic pets. So if you've ever kept a lot of frogs or lizards or those kind of stuff, like this is kind of the job that you would dream about having, where you get to deal with that stuff on a daily basis and in a kind of an environment that it kind of feels like it's not a job anymore. This is something I love to do and you get to do it. The other type of uh, people that we like to hire are people that really care about growing in their uh, profession. People that, that want to say, hey, you know, I, I want to kind of, you know, maybe I'm at the stage in my life where I'm looking for, for something new or something changed, but I want an opportunity where I can grow into a career in the job. Yeah. And those are the kind of people we're looking for. We have We've grown a lot over the last uh, 16 years, but we have pretty ambitious plans to grow in the future. And so we need people that want to grow with us um, and take yeah. on some uh, positions that, that aren't even created yet at Josh's Frogs. Okay. So if you're looking for a fun, exciting, unique job, mm-hmm. go to joshesfrogs.com or go on Indeed, apply. Is there specific job titles you're looking for or just uh, you're trying to create these these positions? So a lot of these 14 positions are actually um, entry-level uh, positions, and we have a couple um, of management positions that are opening up here um, soon. We are planning on, um, by the end of this year, to be able to um, start a facility out in Arizona, wow. which that means that some of our people here will end up being moved to Arizona, and we'll need to fill some of those spots in Arizona. So there'll be some openings across the company that will um, open up um, in regards to in our finance department, HR department, um, different operational type leadership roles, um, but then you know just the everyday average customer service people, uh, shipping people, animal care technicians. Okay. Well, that sounds great. If that's you, go apply today josh is a great guy i've heard good things about working there and so go check it out but speaking of arizona so i want you to talk a little bit about your reach because when i first heard i'm like was he just selling frogs out of the out of the building there like i can go in and get a frog for my kids and you guys do that to an extent but you're really more e-commerce and your what's your reach like how far are you selling these exotic animals so when it comes to what you can pick up here in Owasso, we do allow what we call warehouse pickups. So placing an order online and picking up, um, there's maybe a couple to a few of those uh, that would happen on a daily basis at Josh's Frogs, more so before COVID, but even now we're doing contactless uh, curbside pickup on those uh, just to save people a little bit of shipping and then some uh, security on the animals for shipping, especially during this time of year where we're in yeah. winter, it's a little bit more difficult. Um, the rest of our business, 99.9% of our business, we're shipping, um, not just nationwide, but worldwide as well, too. So here Josh in the, is global. It's here in the United we States. We got a global guest on the podcast today, <laughs> boys. Right. How do we feel about that? That's pretty sweet. <laughs> we're going big time now. <laughs> so we'll ship uh, right to individual houses here in the United States of America. So uh, if you order an animal, it's leaving our facility at 6 p.m. Uh, in the evening, and then it's to anywhere anybody's front door by 1030 the next morning. Worldwide, we are shipping more using importers and exporters. So we'll pack hundreds of animals in a box, ship it to an importer in Hong Kong or in Europe somewhere, and then they'll distribute it uh, that way. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. So what's the uh, most unique place you've ever shipped to? <laughs> so um, we ship to uh, quite a few of the zoos and museums that are across our country, anywhere from the Smithsonian to the Detroit Zoo to, to all over kind of zoo areas. Uh, but some of the coolest ones have been uh, stuff that's ended up on uh, TV, like the, the guys who uh, do tanked and stuff like that were, were some of our products. So oh, that's really? kind of cool. Yep. That's, wow. very, that's very, very cool. Sweet. Well, so... What is? I know you have a variety of animals, most mm-hmm. that I probably never even heard of. But what's the most unique 
rare kind of thing that you have that people can get from Josh's frogs? So we specialize in what are called poison dart frogs. So in the wild, they are eating ants that are eating poisonous plants. And so the natives will actually catch those frogs. They'll boil the frogs and they'll use the venom from those frogs on, in their hunting. So in captivity, we're Sounds feeding... like a good time. It does. It does. <laughs> um, in captivity, we're feeding them fruit flies. So they're totally harmless. They don't have those toxins, but they still feel like they're, they're uh, toxic. So they're not... a uh, afraid of anybody they're out and open and they're uh, diurnal so most most frogs are nocturnal so they're sitting around sleeping all day and then they're up and hopping around during the night or sounds dark. like zach yeah yeah very wow. much so it does sound like that <laughs> so <not> ashamed <laughs> no shame in his game so dart frogs are up and around hopping all day long so those are the kind of pets that people like to enjoy it's kind of like having a fish tank in your house except there's no water and it's just frogs hopping around okay very cool so can we start describing zach as diurnal is that yes. how you said it yes diurnal you're you diurnal know. zach <laughs> yeah. okay no. i need a label on me <laughs> you got one now baby diurnal what's one of the most like unique frogs you would say you you have like I'm looking at some pictures of some frogs here, and like, there's some pretty, pretty cool ones. Are there any like really unique looking frogs? Yeah, like one of my favorite groups because I'm, you know, at heart I'm a seventh grade boy, so I really love the group of frogs that are called bird poop frogs. So they're just mimicking bird poop. So they literally look like bird poop. Oh wow! They they climb on each other and make a stack of frogs, and it just looks like a piece of bird poop. So that's they, amazing. Of all the things you could camouflage as, they chose bird poop. So I really like mm. those. And then our yellow spotted climbing toads. So if you think of the toads we have here in Michigan, imagine that toad climbing a tree, and that's what yellow spotted climbing toads are. Wow. They love to climb in trees. They live way up in the trees. So they're a really cool pet because, you know, I don't know if you guys know when you are picking up a toad or your little kid is picking up a toad, they end up dropping it because it's hopping out of their hands. These guys just crawl all over you. So my kids oh. love to, to hold them and have them climb all over <laughs> them. They're really cool. What's your bestseller? Bestseller would definitely be the poison dart frogs and especially one, uh, the Azurius, uh, which um, you guys know uh, Spanish for blue azure. It's okay. a blue and black frog. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Is that one diurian like Zach? Yeah, that one is diurnal, which means it's no, awake during the day. I can't even say it right. <laughs> Zach would be nocturnal. Nocturnal, that's right. So, okay, okay. I'm normal, Tony. <laughs> okay. okay. Wow, well, we just the jury's still that. out on that one. The yeah. jury's still out on you that one. You think so, Zach? <laughs> well, describe. I mean, this might be a good question, even just something to your potential employees. But describe a day in the life at Josh's Frog. Like, what's a typical day there look like at your company? So we are uh, very siloed as, as far as it comes to different departments. So if you're in our customer service uh, area, you're going to be on the phone and doing email and doing chat with customers, uh, sometimes dealing with their order, but sometimes it's like, hey, my frog did this. What does this mean? And sometimes there's a lot of research and um, going out and trying to find the right person to answer that question. Um, animal care technicians. It's a lot of feeding animals. It's a lot of cleaning cages. And it's a lot of uh, creative problem solving. So a lot of our animal care technicians will spend a, a good amount of their job doing research on certain frogs. So a lot of the frogs that we bring in, we look at them and say, hey, I think this would make a really good pet, but no one's bred it before. No one understands how to do that. And so a lot of it is trying to figure out, okay, the cousin species of this frog, have they been bred in captivity? How are they bred in captivity? Looking at the research about tadpoles, you'd be surprised every tadpole needs to be kept differently. So you think of like tadpoles that are in a puddle of black, muddy water, and then you see tadpoles tadpoles that are in a river where the water's like crystal clear like those tadpoles can't switch spots they'll die in the mud the other ones will die in the river because the water's too clean so there's a lot of research that goes into what we're doing so yeah. those animal care technicians are doing partly research but then partly animal care stuff we have a shipping department um it's a lot of pick pack shipping we'll ship about thirty-five thousand to forty thousand boxes um every month 
So wow. it's a lot of running down aisles, putting things in, yeah. in carts and putting boxing them up and uh, shipping them out. And I'm sure there's got to be a very specific way to ship a frog or a snake or a, you know, an animal like that because you can't just throw it in a UPS box and yep. with some like, uh, what are those called? Packing peanuts. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's some bubble wrap. Yeah. <laughs> some bubble wrap. Probably, <laughs> no. probably not a good idea. No. Well, so Josh, you are local, you're statewide, you're national, but you're global, baby. So you're killing it, man. You're Thank killing you. it. So that's awesome to hear. So what made you want to get in? To this kind of business. So I uh, grew up in Jackson, Michigan, um, in the in the suburbs of Jackson, and right uh, about a half a mile from our house was a swamp. And so my wife, my mom was really big on saying, "Hey, you guys have spent enough time playing video games. Go outside and go play in the swamp." And so she we was had these, creating an entrepreneur. And she, she didn't was, even know yep, it. Yep. Yep. So we had these big kids huge, get outside. It might make you lots of money someday. <laughs> it does. It does. So we had these big, huge butterfly nets, and we'd catch all kinds of snakes and turtles and frogs and stuff like that. And my mom's rule was always that you could keep them for one night so she'd let us bring them home <laughs> keep them for one night and then we'd have to return them the next morning and so uh, my love of animals started very very young for my mom just forcing me to go out and play in the, the swamp well that's very cool so you grew up in jackson so what was josh willard like in high school or i'm more importantly maybe like middle school i mean i know you spent a lot of time at the swamp but did you always have this kind of fascination with these types of things I think I was very introverted, very shy, um, especially as a junior higher. And so finding hobbies that I could just kind of do by myself in my room were, were kind of things that I really liked to do. So junior high, my parents recognized that as, as, as an issue for me moving forward. And so they did a lot of things to push me out of my shell. So yeah. my mom started with like, hey, I'm not going to give you any money. You need to go earn it. Um, so here's an idea I have. Why don't you just go around to every house and figure out who needs their lawn mode? And so she would just kick us out and make yeah. us do that. Um, and so I did. She just wanted to get rid of you for a little did. while. She did. She did. <laughs> get off the video games, get out yeah. into the real world. And, and I can relate. I have six kids. I can relate. Yep. Yep. So as a high school, a junior high, high school student, really loved biology, loved that kind of stuff and really thought that, hey, my future is going to be as a doctor. And so I was really an A student all the way through uh, junior high and high school, good ACT, SAT scores, just really thought that like, hey, you know, what, what God has in store for me, the way he's gifted me is, is in the medical field, um, specifically as a missionary doctor. And that's the way I'm going to go. And so I started yeah. college actually that way. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I, I gotta know, like, did you ever get caught in school? Like while you're supposed to be doing work, like with maybe like a frog in your pocket or like a snake crawling out of your sleeve or something. I mean, did you ever get caught in trouble with something like that? So my wife is a teacher now and she tells me these stories of this happening all the time. But that thought <laughs> never crossed my mind to bring something <laughs> to into bring school. bring a frog to school. Yeah. But every year my wife has a story of like, hey, Josh, guess what I just found in some kid's backpack or in a pail next to their desk. Like she shares these stories all the time. But that was never an idea that ever crossed my mind for some reason. So, so I got to bring my my. 13-year-old son, Elijah, by. He loves catching crit, crit, critters and keeping them in the house. And I got a call or a text from his teacher uh, <laughs> back in probably October. And she says, if Elijah brings his snake to school again, um, he's going to get a detention. I'm like, what snake? I'm like, Elijah, yeah, Elijah has a snake? Like, where did he get a snake? Well, apparently he had been like, he found this little gardener snake or whatever yeah. it's called. And he's like nurturing this thing in a little cup and... So we actually went and bought him like a little habitat oh, yeah, for it, and nice. he's been taking care of this thing. He's got a name for it, and he loves it. So I need to bring him by yes. so he can get some real you know, stuff and, then, uh, and, and really kind of start taking care of him that way. But he loves it. 
And I think it'll open his eyes to all the possibilities of different animals that he could keep. You could start a kind of a hobby for him. So you got to be careful. It, yeah. it turns into a whole room full of animals. Yeah. Well, he likes taking care of him. He's stuff going on. Yeah. 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 He likes taking care of him. He's done a good job with it. So I need to bring him down and let yeah. him spend some time with you guys and show him what are some of the good things he could uh, he could do. So, all right, now Josh, we have a, a new segment on the Uh-oh. show on the show Uh-oh. this year. And this is something that we're going to introduce you to. We didn't tell you about this, so you know we hope that you can do it. But we have a we have a new segment that we, we're starting in season three called "Explain That Post." Oh yes. So <laughs> Zach and so Jordan we did a deep dive into yes. your Facebook and Instagram and of oh, my personal post. one. Yeah. Personal, oh, yeah. Okay. All yes. Right. Yep. And so we found a post that just we didn't quite know what was happening, and we just need to know like what led up to this picture right here. That's a lot of. Sh- <laughs> That's a walk lot of. Us, that's a lot of. What happened like before the picture? Why the picture was taken? That's a lot of shirtless men. <laughs> so. And you guys look very willing to take that picture. Like you weren't being forced. So my uh, sister-in-law, um, she likes to take these group family pictures, and then she has these ridiculous uh, requirements like, <laughs> "Hey, everybody has to wear this type of pants and this type of shirt." And as somebody who wears... Or no shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or no shirt. As somebody who wears jeans and Josh's Frogs t-shirts all the time, I never have the clothes that she wants us to wear, so I have to go out and buy them, and I hate yeah. doing that kind of stuff. So the last <laughs> one before that picture was she wanted everybody to wear uh, blue jeans and white t-shirts. So a couple of the guys got together and were like, this is ridiculous. Let's all go get wife beaters and wear those in the picture. So we did that. And then this time, it was just a spur of the moment. that we were like, hey, how can we make sure Jen doesn't enjoy our picture? Let's That's just do incredible. it. Shirtless. And our, you guys nailed it. Yeah, you did. guys nailed it. That is an amazing picture. And, that, you know, you have some good posts, mostly just with your family. But I thought that one, we need an explanation on that. The world needs to know. Because there was not even a caption. Just a picture. Here it is, baby. Um, here we are. So I like, the world needs to know, uh, needs to know about this. So. Well, th- thank you for playing along with that one there. Okay, so let's get into the, the to, to 2020. Um, you know, 2020 hit a lot of people yep. really hard, particularly small businesses. I mean, you know, I guess I shouldn't say particularly because a lot of people have been affected in their health and we've lost yep. a lot of lives. But um, I want to talk about Josh's Frogs in particular in 2020. Uh, let's go back to the beginning. Was your business deemed essential? Yes, we were deemed essential, but like I think I even want to back up even further than that. I can just remember that Thursday night when everything just went crazy and yeah. sitting in that restaurant, we were we were actually eating out. Like it's such that? a crazy what, thing. What's yeah. that? Sitting <laughs> yeah. in a restaurant? What's that all about? And start getting these phone calls. Like the show that we're going to go to this weekend is canceled. My wife's the teacher. She's getting a call. Like there's no school tomorrow. Just the fear that struck being a small business owner. Like. Oh my gosh, this is really bad. Yeah. Things are going to get really bad. How, you know, in, a, in the middle of a recession, no one buys frogs. And in the middle of a pandemic, I can't imagine anybody buys frogs. Yeah. And just the fear that, that kind of struck. And so we, we started that. from a point of just like, just scared to death. Like, I've got all these people on payroll. How in the world are we going to make it through through the, this next year until we can figure out what, what's happening and, and get the world right side up? So we were pretty lucky that Saturday. I checked on orders and we were setting records. And so I called in our COO and our um, shipping manager and I said, hey, we got to figure out something for Monday. There's no way we can get all of these orders. It's just insane. And um, it just began right there on that Monday. And you think people were ordering like comfort frogs or something? Like what, what do you think the big spike was about? I think in our hobby, there's a lot of weekend shows that happen. So the state of Michigan, there's a show every single weekend okay. of people selling reptiles and people knew like, okay, those are shut down. So I've got to go online and order stuff. So we saw that initial boom of like, hey, reptile shows are shut down nationwide. We got to order stuff online. 
and we I still see. we still I were see. in this state of like okay we got this first wave what does the next look like you know when does the when does it all stop and then it was this the shutdown started uh being communicated about and we're like we're a frog place we're not selling like food and stuff like that right. of course we're gonna get shut down and yeah. we ended up um finding out that we were deemed essential for two regards one is an animal breeding facility but then also we supply food for animals yeah. so we we're deemed essential and able to to stay open and once that initial uh uh, wave hit we hit this other wave of people that when it comes to keeping these kinds of animals people do a lot of research before they keep it they got to figure out how to keep them and right. people were not at work they were at home sitting on their computers and yeah. doing research on and so we from february to april we doubled in size as a wow. company wow. So. Awesome. that's that's incredible i i, I know we uh, one of the questions i was going to ask is what kind of impact it had but i know e-commerce mm -hmm. in general was up like eight thousand percent yeah, you know really especially was. at the beginning and i think you know people just had no idea you know if anyone would have said that we would be almost a year later still dealing with this yep. and still having businesses closed and still having people out of work and now seeing businesses closed permanently and you know several hundred thousand people have lost their lives it, it just we could have never imagined that it, the impact would be like this but i know for us here at az the pandemic actually had an opposite effect on yep. our business per se. We, we saw a, a huge uptick in growth. And, uh, you know, sometimes I feel guilty telling people about that because I don't want to sound braggadocious yep. because, you know, it just, I think uh, it's nothing special about us. It yep. just happened to be in a good place at the right time. I don't even know how to explain it. But, you know, certainly we want to be able to celebrate each other's success. And so I'm glad to hear that your company has done well and you're experiencing growth and you're continuing to grow. And so I want to know, though, what are some of the things, what's something uh, creative that you did to kind of adjust to this new world of, you know, whether it be you know, employees working from home? Or what are something creative you did to try to navigate through this? I feel like 2020 was the year of being creative be, right? for, for all business. I mean, not just in how we interacted with customers, but how we interacted with our employees and figuring out, okay, what does it mean to be operational during the, the peak or peaks of COVID? What does it mean when, when we say, hey, this is essential and this isn't essential? I think there was a tons of creativity. So we... You know, like I, I, I talked about like how 2020 was like probably one of the hardest years for anybody to be a leader in any type of organization because you're making up stuff as you go. Like just trying yeah. to figure, there's no playbook for, for what was happening in our country from a customer standpoint, but also from just dealing with employees and how do we take care of our employees. It was just an unreal um, experience. So I can, I can remember sitting down with our leadership team and being like, okay, here's what the state's telling us. Here's what our employees are telling us. Like, how can we keep people safe and how can we continue to do our job and how can we continue to take care of our customers with all these external uh, factors that are affecting us? And so I think we just got really creative and did a lot more communication. So I was sending out um, emails to our staff like on a daily basis, like, here's what's new in COVID and Josh's frogs yeah. uh, type yeah. environment. So we did a lot with like separating uh, departments and on, on specific floors, giving different entrances and exits. So, so teams at Josh's frogs wouldn't be interacting with um, other teams for us as a business. One of our greatest fears was that COVID would run through our business and with live animals, yeah. like having people to say, okay, you're going to quarantine actually at Josh's Frogs. We'll get yeah. you a cot. You're going to sleep yeah. there and you can quarantine here because we need you to take care of these animals because yeah. if we lose a bunch of our staff, we just can't take care of the animals that we have on site. So yeah. there was a lot of creativity and making it up as we go along. But 
um, really fortunate for me to have a really good um, leadership team and um, a good relationship with our employees where we felt like we we're on the same team. It wasn't an aspect of us, us trying to say, hey, you know, what can we force employees to do, but, but what, what can we as a team do together to serve our customers and continue to fulfill our mission? Right. Well, that's, that's amazing. And, you know, one of the things that I'm curious about in hearing that is, and I never really thought about this before, but does COVID affect animals? Like, can animals get COVID? Yeah. I mean, I, I never really thought of that before, yeah. but you have all these live animals. And yeah. if, can animals get it? And is it deadly? How do their systems fight it? I mean, that's... So we know that it has shown up in mammals, especially cats. So there was the the, the stories of a few zoos where the, some of the tigers were showing symptoms. It doesn't appear to be nearly as um, deadly or doesn't nearly affect animals as much as it affects uh, humans right now. Um, but yeah, we're, we're finding it's, it's, it is being passed in, in mammals to some degree, okay. but not on the frog side. So now, did you have some people working from home? So pretty early on, we figured out like, hey, our customer service people can probably work from home. A lot of them felt a lot more safer working from home. Uh -huh. uh, marketing team, those guys could work from home. But kind of the shipping and the animal care and the plant care, those guys had to be, um, had to be yeah. um, at the shop. And so um, at the very beginning, you know, like I think like a lot of business owners, we really did not think that it would last that yeah. long. So we thought yeah. it was a very temporary thing. So we send, send people home. That kind of dragged on for months and months and months. And then we started to see with some of our um, um, employees, especially really young single people, that it was it was really hard for them to be in a, a situation where they're quarantined at home, not around mm -hmm. anybody. And we started seeing quite a few people um, you know, c commenting to us in our one-on-one -on -one meetings like, hey, I'm, I'm pretty depressed or I've got this extreme anxiety right now. Yeah. And so right around that time is when um, our state started to open up a little bit. And so we were able to bring those specific people and say, hey, we'll create a job that, that does has job requirements that require you to be in person here so we yeah. can get you in the building and around some people. Socially distanced with, sure. with plexiglass and all that kind of stuff and mask yeah. wearing, but get you around some people. Um, so we can start recovering mentally from from some of this uh, quarantine um, itself. So we were we were really lucky that Michigan opened up a little bit about um, for that. In and the then summertime, yeah. As of you know a few months ago, that's changed changed again. So we're sending people uh, back <laughs> home to do that. But but finding opportunities for people to come in, maybe once maybe it's once a week. Hey, let's let's create part of your job that involves you being here on site so that you can be around people again. That's such an important thing we've discovered in all of this is being around in the value of being around people, even your coworkers. I mean, not, not seeing people on a consistent base really takes a toll on people. And, uh, even, you know, as you walk through the grocery stores and you can't even see people's faces, you know, that has a mental impact on people and, uh, certainly, uh, an impact on your employees. And, and it sounds like you tried to stay really in tune with how they were feeling and try to create environments that, you know, were uh, a good fit for them. So there's another good reason to apply at Josh's Frogs. I mean, right. the boss cares about your well-being. He's going to try to help find something that that works for, well for you, keep you safe. And so those are all good things. Well, Josh, what would be a good piece of advice uh, that you would give to other business owners during this time? Wow, that's a that's a tall ask. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are the things that particularly I, small business owners is, you know, we've, we've all had impact different ways, but like, what would be some things you would tell a small business owner to do? I think communicating with um, employees and being all on the same page is really important to in any type of season. But I think it was, it's really important during this season to be 
um, on the same page with employees about what's happening now and what's happening in our business. Um, I know when when COVID first struck in March, I think there was a lot of fear on our employee side about like, okay, they're, they're thinking the same logic. I'm thinking like no one buys frogs during COVID. Yeah. So the, immediately their fear is like, hey, how long, how long are we going to stay employed? How long before layoffs? And so being on the same page with our employees about on a daily basis being like at this point, and in the foreseeable future, we're not doing any layoffs. And I'll yeah. let you guys know as soon as I know if that's any different. One of the things that we do on Josh's Frogs is we do um, we practice something called open books. So our financials are open to all employees so they can see how much money we brought in, how much money we um, spent on different categories. They can see my salary, and then they see how much profit is left at the end of the month or at the end of the quarter or at the end of the year. I think that was really important during that time where, sure. where people were really concerned about, hey, you know, do I still have a job? Yeah. And even now coming out of it too, I think like people are, are really intrigued with, okay, you know, what, what's going to happen now as this thing start opening up again? Are we going to see this pushback to retail sales where in our business e-commerce is going to see a little bit of a decline? And I think employees are, again, afraid of that and, and nervous about what that means for them and their future and so being open and and communicating even more than what we think because i think sometimes we wrestle with things as business owners yeah in our mind on a nightly basis and so it, it just becomes common sense to us like yeah right. obviously this is the way it is because right. i spent 50 hours exactly. mulling over this this last exactly. week and employees are kind of sitting on the the outside like i wonder if i'm gonna have a job next week or yeah. i wonder if if josh or tony thinks that we'll be in business next year based on mm -hmm. all the changes that are about to happen so i think it's it's more important now than ever to to be communicating with employees and being open and honest about that i think even when it's kind of scary, I know we've had times doing open books finances where we've we've uh, been very ambitious in our plans and be able to show like, hey, we were really ambitious and we bit off more than we could chew and here's yeah. where we're at yeah. and here's where we need to get in the future and let's all figure out ways to be innovative and creative around yeah. that. And I think employees respond to that. So the more as business owners we can communicate and involve people in the process of, of figuring out how do we navigate these next steps as, as a business and then as a country as well too. That's, that's incredible advice and I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think- right I've always kind of been really big on keeping employees in the know because there is that, you know, like you said, you and I go home and we know what came in that day and what didn't come in that day. And, and so we just kind of process it our way. But employees, there's already enough things that is being pushed out for everyone to fear right now. And so to alleviate some of that fear that your job is going to be secure, here's why. I like the idea of open books. I, I never had thought of that before, but I, I, I 100% am on, on board with the, uh, open communication, mm -hmm. you know, having the staff know what's going well, what's not going well, so that they know that things are, are good and uh, all, all good. So, um, well, let me ask you this last question, uh, and then we're going to get into a segment we call Say It in 60. So hopefully uh -oh. you're ready for that. Um, but some free prizes out there that you might win. So. <laughs> some fabulous Ooh, wow, prizes. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> you should be excited. That's a big deal. Um <laughs> Uh, so what's uh, what's really the next things that are coming down the pipe for Josh's Frogs that people can look forward to and can be excited about? So we as a business have some very um, ambitious uh, growth plans uh, moving forward. So the exotic animal industry is about 2 to $3 billion a year. We're a very, very small section of that, and we want to become a very large uh, part of that. So we have some pretty ambitious goals. We want to almost six times our growth in the next uh, three years. And by in the next 10 years, 
uh, we want to be $700 million company with 4,500 employees. And wow. so we've set these really ambitious uh, growth plans that are going to involve a lot of hard work on our end, but a lot of partnering with other people in our industry to, to figure out how we can improve upon our industry um, as a whole. And we're going to need a lot of really smart, cool people yeah. uh, to come alongside us to, to help us out and accomplish that as we move forward in the future. Awesome. And we're talking about doing some things to help you guys out with some video production. And we're excited about maybe looking into that and what that looks like. We, we love everything we've learned about your company. Oh, and cool. oh, yeah. it, admittedly, in the last, you know, in, in the last couple of months, I've learned a lot more about it yeah um but if you're in the owasso area even if you're not i mean this is a global company but check out joshesfrogs.com i mean there's some really really cool things that they have to offer there and if you are local it's a really cool place to work and i've heard other people tell uh, of how good of an environment it is cool. and Thank so you. check them out it's well worth it and your kids will love some exotic frogs or maybe you'll like some exotic animals and so anyways okay josh so now we move on to the part of the show where we give you an opportunity to win some fabulous prizes. And so Zach over here has 10 rapid fire questions for you that you got to answer in 60 seconds. But wow. first, we're going to make you spin the wheel to find out what you're playing for. Okay, so go ahead and push that middle button right there. Push the middle of it. Yep. And it looks like you're playing for a $25 gift card to It's a Deli Thing. What? It's a That's deli an thing. amazing prize. Yeah. <laughs> fabulous prizes. We told you. We love It's a Deli. It's a Deli, it's a deli Thing is just a, you know, right, right, a walking distance, and we go there all the time uh, for lunch, and so uh, that'll be a good gift. So now... It's We're, time to find out if you win it. Yes, yes. I was not feeling any pressure until there was twenty five dollars <laughs> of it's a deli thing on the that, line. That's that's, on. that's a couple lunches right there, man. So so there's right. ten questions, I believe. Is that how many there are? Yep. I can't count. We're gonna so, put sixty seconds on the clock. Yeah. Sixty uh, seconds. I got it right here, Tony. Oh, you got the yep. timer. Yep. Okay. okay are you ready, sir? All right. I think I'm ready. It's right. Sixty seconds. Sixty right. seconds. Your time starts now. All right. What is a must-read book? Uh, Good to Great by Jim Collins. What is a daily habit that everyone should do? Uh, center their life on something larger. So for me, I read the Bible and pray every morning. It just gives me a bigger picture of like the, today is not the end. It's it's a bigger yeah. picture. What's your favorite podcast? Uh, I like a lot of retail stuff, but probably Lead to Win is by Michael So not uh, Michael the Noise Way Out podcast. Uh, <laughs> that's a given. Okay. Um, must binge show on, on television. What's that? 24, but I guess that shows my age. That's a good one. That, what's your why? My why? Oh, great question. Uh, my why is to give God a good name. 15 seconds or left. What's your best piece of advice? Uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Favorite quote? Uh, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us. Who do you look up to? Uh, my parents. What does success look like to you? Uh, being a good steward. Did he make it? I think you got it. Just in time. He made it with one second to spare. Yeah, second right. Gosh, good job. Not a lot of people get through that. And you gave some really good answers there. So yeah, no, yeah, that was, that was very, <laughs> very great. good. Yeah. So we will get you a $25 gift. The last gift four or five were done in like the last nine seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a world record on the show. We have to tell the host that he can't comment on your answers. That takes away from your time. So <laughs> I had a good time with it. Yes. Uh, that was very, very good. So, well, Judd, you guys got any other questions about Josh's Frogs? I don't think so, no. I think it's a really cool business. I yeah. think it was awesome getting to learn about the business and hearing, you know, your perspective of, you know, just how cool, you know, working with exotic frogs and animals really is. And yeah. We're excited to hear more and what the future holds for Josh's frogs. Do you guys have any exotic pets? 
No, I can really take care of myself, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zach needs no more dependents. <laughs> Jordan, any exotic pets? I, your your wife I, has horses. Those aren't yeah. exotic, but no. we have uh, we have horses, chickens, two dogs, and two rabbits. So, so. Jo- Jordan has a little SUV, and I walked out, and there's a giant dent like this big in the SUV, and I'm like, "Hey, what did you hit?" He goes. Oh, one of the horses kicked yeah. <laughs> kicked yeah. our truck. I'm True like, holy story. cow! If that thing kicked you in the face, I mean, out. yeah, yeah, that would that you would feel that for several days. I have thankfully never been kicked, but my wife has, and she says it's not very pleasant. So, I'm bad. yeah, I, I imagine. Well, I have six exotic pets. Also, they're my children. <laughs> they eat a lot. They need the certain type of environment to survive. Yep. But you can't ship they them out. Make so. a mess. <laughs> they smell. I mean, so I might as well just. Yeah, should have just went the, the the animal route. Probably would have saved me some money. Yep. But um, well, Josh, thank you so much for being on the show today. No problem. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank we you. appreciate having you taking out of your time. We know you're busy, and we appreciate you listening to the podcast. I mean, Josh has been an encouragement. He has commented on several episodes and told us he's listening. And we've been determining that when we got season three going, we wanted to have him <laughs> be a guest because we we're really excited about what he's doing, and we're really excited just to know you. So, is there anything you want to tell our audience before you go? Um, no, I'm just excited about, um, just plug, plug you plug where they can find you on, on the internet, where they can find you on social media. How can people get a hold of you? So Josh's frogs, everything. So Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. A to Z is going to be helping us with our YouTube channel moving forward. So we're excited about more videos and really cool videos, uh, coming forward. So Josh's frogs anywhere online. That's, you'll, that's where you find us. All right. Check them out. Well, thank you again for being with us. And thank you for watching. Uh, as my mother always said, you can't and never could until you tried. Right there on the right wall. There on the wall. <laughs> so go out there and try something great today, my friends, and don't take the easy way out. We'll, we'll see, see you next time. time.